Welcome to the Seek 22 podcast. We're so glad you're here. I'm Erin Scanlon, one of the Seek MCs and your host for this season. This podcast is a place of community, collaboration, and inspiration created to invite and encourage you deeper into relationship with Jesus. Today, we're hearing from our friend Caroline at the She Believed podcast. The She Believed podcast is a journey together towards discovering more fully who God has created us to be. It's a time to dig deep into the things that inspire, motivate, and encourage us to answer our individual callings. In this episode, Caroline bears testimony to the boldness she approached God with in prayer after encountering Jesus in a special way at a past focus conference. She shares how her bold prayer had to be met with bold action and provides encouragement for how you too can ask God for what it is your heart truly desires. Welcome to the She Believe podcast, or should I say community? I'm your host, Caroline Rose Owens, and I'm here to be your personal cheerleader as we journey together towards discovering more fully who God has created us to be. The She Believe podcast is our time to chat as friends and dig deep into the things that inspire, motivate, and encourage us to answer our individual callings. Thanks for joining the conversation. I hope you know you are always welcome. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Caroline Rose Owens, and I'm so excited that you are tuning in to this very exclusive episode. And I am just so excited that I have the opportunity to be able to talk with you in your ear for a little bit. Um, If you aren't familiar with who I am, if you've never heard my name before or have seen the She Believe podcast, I want to just give you a little rundown before we really just dive in and have a heart to heart. So as I mentioned, my name is Caroline, and I am the host of the She Believe podcast, a podcast for young adult women, where I encourage, aim to encourage, and equip women to become more fully who God created them to be. Of course, it is a journey that I'm always on and striving to be better at. I launched this podcast in 2019 when I was just graduating college from Ball State University in Indiana, where I'm from. And I really did this because I recognized a need, especially being involved with focus all four years throughout college, that women needed more formation, especially beyond college into their young adult life, in college even, how to navigate things. Um, And I wanted to be able to one, be a voice of encouragement, but also to create a platform where I could highlight the stories of other women and the incredible things that God is doing in their lives as a means of evangelization, as in a way to give women encouragement and to also equip them with the tools and the knowledge they need to be great women in the church and in the world. So as I mentioned, I'm originally from Indiana, but a year ago I moved to Washington, D.C., where I am coming from now, and I moved out here to pursue a career in marketing. I am an account manager at a startup marketing agency where we work with a woman-owned businesses, and it is an absolute dream. I've always had a passion for serving women, and the podcast was kind of that first little start, and then now I get to do that in the everyday with my day job. So... If you guys aren't familiar with the podcast, um, I would love for you guys to go check it out. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. If you are familiar, you probably know that the podcast has been on quite the hiatus. 
Um, but what an exciting time that you guys are getting to be introduced to this because this is also my accountability um, that the podcast will be coming back and that the desire to now that things have settled down with moving and starting a new job and just lots of transition that God has really called me to step up and step into more of my call that he has given me. Um, and so I'm really excited that I have the opportunity to meet all of you today and that whether this is our first interaction, whether this is, um, fourth or fifth or 30th, I just really am so grateful that you are taking the time to chat with me today. I wish we could all be in person, sipping on coffee, something warm, cuddled up by a fire. Um, but hopefully that you're able to do that while you listen. And it just feels like you're talking with a good friend. So you guys know the theme for seek this year is Matthew 7, 7, ask, and it will be given you seeking. You will find knock and it will be open to you. And oh my goodness, was this a little God wink? Um, if you guys aren't familiar with like a little God wink, what that means, um, just something where the Lord reveals himself to you in such a, a fun <laughs> and clever way of just acknowledgement that he sees you, that he knows you. Um, and when I saw that the theme was seek and you will find, it was one of those moments because I actually attended my first focus conference, um, in Chicago in 2018. And it was an SLS at the time, um, which is the student leadership summit. And I hate to say it, but I was a little reluctant to go. My on-campus missionaries really had their work cut out for them. Um, as I was like, no, I need to hang out with my family over winter break. I gave them every excuse. And maybe that was you too. Maybe you, um, didn't think that seek was for you or you didn't need to go or you were too good or too holy. I mean, I kind of felt that way. I was like, what are they going to teach me here that I don't already know? And goodness, <laughs> did God give me a good slice of humble pie because that retreat, um, that conference really changed my life and the trajectory of where he wanted to send me and ultimately where I am now. Um, and I just want to thank you for giving me the time and the space to share my story because so often I have believed the lie that my story is not worthy of being told. And maybe that's your story as well. Maybe you think you're too simple or God hasn't done extraordinary enough things in your life and everyone has a greater transformation story or a better story of conversion that your story isn't worth telling. Um, but so often it's the small moments that God wants to reveal his glory. And each of us has the opportunity to reveal God's goodness and faithfulness through the ways that he works in our hearts. And the story of um, my first SLS conference and how I really got the courage to ask God for what I wanted has brought me to where I am today. So before we dive into all of that, I want to start out with Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 11, and set the tone. I want this to be a verse of contemplation and reflection throughout the conference. I'm sure you'll hear it over and over again. I'm sure I'm not the only one that's going to talk about it, but hopefully I can provide you guys a nice baseline um, that offers opportunity to reflect and to really dig deeper into what God is asking and wants to give you especially during this time. So if you have a Bible, if you want to open it up on your phone, if you just want to listen, this is from Matthew 7, 7, 11. Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man of you, if his son asks him for bread, 
will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask? Again, that is Matthew 7, 7, 11. So, the three things we see in the first verse are ask, seek, and knock. Those are the three actions um, that then lead to what God wants to give us. So, that's really where the story begins, as I mentioned. Um, SLS 18 was my first time where I really dug deep into this verse. I could tell you exactly where I'm sitting in the Chicago Conference Center. I was in the left side in the back and this verse came to mind. I can't quite remember if um, a speaker said it or if I just randomly opened it up in my Bible, why I was drawn to this, but I still have it highlighted in my Bible and to be able to go back to this while I was prepping for this podcast was another God wink and just really surreal that, um, yeah, he's, he's never done, that he's always growing and wants more for us and will reveal more over time. Um, but it was at SLS that I, I read this passage and I really took it to heart. Um, I was in my sophomore year of college at the time and I just felt confused. I was a little unsure of who I was, where God wanted me to go. I had all of these desires on my heart, but I didn't know what to do with them. So when I came across this verse, it was a moment of clarity. It felt like permission to ask God for what I wanted, um, which is something that I never really ever thought of. I always thought like, oh, it'll it'll just be given. I don't need to ask. Um, But I felt like for the first time, it was an invitation to make known to God what I want. Now, of course, God knows all of our desires. He placed them there on our hearts, but he still wants to know um, as our lover, as our friend, he wants to be asked. And so this is where that first part of this verse comes from is the ask. Um, And so it was at SLS that I took to prayer, Lord, these are my desires. And I started being bold and asking God for what I wanted. So as I mentioned, I felt a little lost and confused during my freshman year of college um, or during my sophomore year of college. My freshman year was really difficult. I didn't get along with my freshman year roommate. I didn't really feel like I made great friends. Um, I think I expected to go into college and it to be the best years of my life, like everyone says. And I just ended that first year kind of like empty and um, praise the Lord. I never really got into the party scene or anything like that. Um, to leave me empty, but it was more so this desire for something greater. And so my sophomore year, um, I I wanted more and I was in a sorority. I joined um, and helped form a woman's Bible study, especially for sorority girls. And I began to experience those little tastes of greatness and that God wanted more for my life. And so going back to SLS, it was there that I made known to God what my desires were. And I kind of narrowed it down to three things. One, I wanted adventure. I wanted God to take me on this great journey um, of excitement. I didn't want to be bored. I knew that he had amazing things. We learned about the saints and we learned about the stories of all these incredible men and women who were doing amazing and outlandish things for God. And I wanted that to be a part of my story. So that was the first thing I asked for is adventure. The second thing was friendship. Um, 
as I mentioned, my freshman year, I, I had friends, but they weren't those like soul friends that you connect with on everything and they just get you. These were people that I more so spended time, spent time with because it was convenient, because I didn't want to be alone. But I had experienced tastes of what authentic Christian friendship looked like. And going off to college, I lost that. And so I was really desiring that in my life again. Um, I desired to give of myself in that way through friendship. So that was the second one. And the third one was a boyfriend. I definitely went into college with the mindset of I am going to enter into this pond with lots of fish and it's going to be so easy and I'm going to meet my husband first day of freshman year and we're going to fall in love, get married, start having children, and it was going to be this beautiful love story. And unfortunately, that did not happen. Um, And so this was a desire that was really etched into my heart at the time as well. And so I wanted adventure, friendship, and a boyfriend. All three. I was not going to be willing to shy away from anything. I decided that if I'm going to be bold, I'm just going to go for all of it. So SLS was right after the new year. And so it was a beautiful time to start off the year um, and to go back into my second semester of my sophomore year. So immediately after SLS was the March for Life in Washington, D.C. in January. And I had a friend who was going and the day of two hours before the bus was about to leave, she said, why don't you just come with me? There were open seats. Um, And so my sister and I actually decided that we would just pack our bags and hop on the bus for the 12 hour ride to Washington, D.C. to attend the March for Life. And it was while I was sitting on the bus, probably about hour seven or eight, when you're just kind of over it at that point and can't sleep, um, that I realized that this was the beginning of the adventure, that just weeks before I had prayed, God, give me something exciting, take my heart on an adventure. And here he was practically giving me a way um, to experience that joy and that freedom. And I remember when we arrived in DC, we sent a photo to my mom of like, look where we are. Didn't even tell her where we were going. Um, and just how fun that was. And even now to look back, um, living in DC and to see how that was even just kind of that first little moment and experience of the city that I now get to call home, um, that God brought me on an adventure to. And then that spring, I had the opportunity to go to Peru on a focus mission trip, which was an absolute dream. Um, As you know, many people fundraise the cost to go on mission, and that was very, very intimidating to me. I was already just so impressed by the way that focus missionaries raise their salaries, and I was like, but you just are asking me to raise a couple thousand? Like, I can't do that. I don't know enough people. I don't know people that are going to give me money. Um, But it was an invitation into trust and to give God the opportunity to work, that if I was going to pray for adventure, what was I going to do to get there? Um... And I ended up raising the money and I was able to go to Peru with one of my best friends from Ball State and it was life-changing. So if you have the opportunity to go on a focus mission trip, I definitely recommend it. Um, Goodness, like that was, I thought the March for Life was crazy. Peru changed my heart and introduced me to people that, goodness, from all over the world that I would have never had the opportunity to meet that are still really close friends to this day and being able to encounter God through the people in Pamplona and to just experience a new culture. It was all so humbling and such a beautiful witness to the universality of the church. So that was also another crazy adventure. 
Um, and then even to round that out, this was all the same year. Um, I headed to Colorado to intern for Focus as a marketing intern, which was another crazy adventure that I could have never dreamed of. Um, one night I saw on Instagram, the application to the internship and I just applied on a whim. I didn't even think twice about it. Um, and I ended up going through the interview process and got it. And so that year, as you could tell with the March for life to Peru, to Colorado for the summer, it was just adventure after adventure after adventure. And it was like, I was riding this high that it was always something to look forward to that God was wooing me in these big ways. And it was so fun. And I could practically see the ways that God was answering my prayer for adventure. So then friendship. Um, The friend that invited me on the March for Life, Therese, just had transferred to Ball State that semester. Um, And the March for Life was really this opportunity for us to spend ample time together and grow deeper in friendship. Um, Actually, SLS was kind of the start of that. And she is now one of my very best friends. I had the opportunity to be a bridesmaid in her wedding last year. And just to see the way that God transformed that relationship so quickly um, and had the foundation of faith and shared values and interests and just had so much fun together that it was such a quick answered prayer as well. And then also my roommate um, and also sorority sister Amanda got to go to Peru with me, which was amazing to be able to travel um, with a friend that I got to experience daily life with and to go and to experience that and then come home and get to figure out what it looked like to live that together after was such a blessing. And I also just had the privilege of getting to be a bridesmaid in her wedding. And so to see the way that God was really faithful and friendship in that way um, to this day was just a quick but also really deeply answered prayer. Which leads us to the third one, a boyfriend, which would you believe that I had my first boyfriend that spring? I come back from Peru, my heart is changed, and this boy asks me out on the date, and I am like, who are you? Where did you come from? How did this all happen? Um, And that summer when I was in Colorado, we started dating and dated for a couple of months and it just did not seem real that these prayers that I had asked for so boldly just a few months later at SLS um, all came true and it almost felt like people always say don't pray as if you're asking like God and using him as a genie but that's honestly what it felt like that I I asked and I immediately received Um, just as Matthew says, ask and it will be given you. God had given me all these things that I desired, but what happened amidst receiving all of those was that I lost sight that it was all a gift. That every time that God answers a prayer, that it is not of our doing. It's nothing that we earned or deserve. It is all given through gift. But what happened over time and as prayer after prayer was answered it did feel like mine. I felt like I owned it. I felt like these experiences were mine, that when they ended, I felt confused about what was next. These friends that I had, um, I just felt like I had control over those relationships and that they were exclusively mine. The boyfriend, goodness, I was so afraid to lose him because I thought that, God, you finally answered this prayer. Are you going to take it away from me? And my grip was so tight onto all of these things that I lost sight, as I said, that it was gift, but more importantly, that, th- that it wasn't mine, 
that they were still gods, that he had given me all of them, the experiences, the friends, the boyfriend to take care of. And what ended up happening is I I was still feeling empty. I had gone through these things. Um, My prayers had been answered. I had recognized them. But that feeling that I experienced prior to SLS of feeling like there's something more, there's something more, that feeling came back after each of these highs from each of these adventures or friendships or the boyfriend kind of dipped down, I was left feeling unfulfilled. And I just couldn't figure out why. And then things started to change. Um, You know, I settled into a simple routine. I finished my internship in Colorado. I came back from my junior year of school. And, you know, you just get into a routine. And then that relationship ended towards the end of my junior year. And I was just left so confused and heartbroken at Lord, like you gave me this gift. Why would you take it away? I had prayed for this. You had answered my prayer. Like, what did I do wrong? Um, And then eventually ended up graduating college early, which made me question, Lord, what am I supposed to do about these friendships that you've given me, um, that we've grown so close, we live together, we do our daily life together, what am I going to do now that I'm graduating and have to move away from school? It all became so confusing, and it felt like God had abandoned me, that I just didn't even know the God that had once given me everything that I wanted, um, and I lost trust in him. And I lost trust in the sense of my discernment and that I knew what was good for me and that I knew that the prayers that I were asking were good. I just was left just so unsure and truthfully afraid to pray and afraid to ask for anything more because I was afraid that whatever God was going to give me through my ask was just going to be taken away. And so that trust was broken and I was kind of just (laughs) torn down to the ground, um, And I really had to learn how to build from the ground up, which brings me to seek. This podcast is brought to you by Focus Greek. Focus Greek is an intentional outreach to fraternity and sorority students on college campuses. Most of our Focus Greek missionaries were Greek themselves and are returning to campus to help change the Greek culture, challenging student leaders to answer a higher call by bringing goodness and truth into the world. Check out the link in the podcast description to learn more. So Matthew says, seek and you will find. So as I mentioned, I had ended this relationship. I had graduated college early I was just left feeling confused and unsure. Um, And during this time, what I learned was that you have to let go of the past. And more importantly, you have to let go of the expectations of the future in order to be available to what God has and wants you to receive in the present moment. So seek and you will find. I think seek is just such a beautiful word and it really is the the theme of this conference um, that it shows something more. You're not just asking a question, but you're digging a little bit deeper. And instead of asking for what I wanted, I began to seek God's will for my life. And as I mentioned, that bold prayer, that the, the boldness in asking for what I wanted turned into bold action and more so the, the bold action came through seeking what God wanted for me. And I think that bold action requires a lot of trust and a lot of courage. And as I mentioned, I was left 
with neither of those things after it felt like everything was taken away from me. So the first one, trust. It's so important that we trust that God wants to give good things. In Matthew, it says, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? So I kept going back to this. I thought, Lord, if you are the good Father, and if my Father on earth can knows how to love me well, of course he makes mistakes, But if he knows how to love me well, you must love me so much more. And I have to trust that what you want to give me is good. And I also have to trust what you take away from me is also for my greater good. And this is really difficult when we feel confused, when we feel hurt or we feel abandoned. To learn how to build up that trust again takes time and it takes continual seeking of what it is that God wants for our lives Instead of just asking for what we think we know we want, we have to seek the will of God, which means going deeper, learning how to abandon, and learning to have courage. So that brings me to that second part of that we have to have courage to submit ourselves to him and to have courage that he will provide. So as it says that the Father in heaven is going to give good things to those who ask, when we ask, we have to have the courage of trusting that what God gives us is going to be good that he's never going to give us anything that we don't need that he knows the desires on our heart he knows the things that we need and that he ultimately wants to be in union with us in heaven right that's the goal we all want to be in heaven we all want to be saints and god knows what it's going to take for us to get there um and and what i learned through that time of kind of building from the ground up was that god had to take some of those things out of my life that he had to strip away in order for me to be bare, in order for my hands to be open to receive. So as I had this desire to seek, instead of just ask for what I wanted, but to truly seek the will of God, I felt the desire to start the podcast. I had started a blog in college called The College Catholic, um, where I wanted to give women encouragement in their journey through faith throughout college. But as I mentioned, I was graduating and I wanted to do something more. And so I ended up launching the podcast in December 2019, and that was really an opportunity of seeking the Lord's will, that I felt this call in my heart. Of course, there was so much fear. There was so much anxiety. Um, I felt so unequipped, but I knew that I was called, and I always know that God is going to equip us when we are called. And so I launched that podcast as an opportunity to continue to seek the will of God. Another thing that was going on during this time was moving to DC and starting my new job. All of that came after COVID. So many of you I'm sure were during or in college during that time or going through transition. And it was just a crazy time for our whole world. You know, I think we're still experiencing some of those effects, um, even with Seek being virtual again this year, that you have to you have to, we had to learn how to have a relationship and seek a relationship with God during a time when we weren't able to receive the sacraments or we weren't able to join together with our Bible studies in the same way. Um, and so when I felt the call, really, God presented to me this job and this move to DC, that was never anything that I ever imagined. It would have never been anything I would have asked for um, because I had such strict plans in my mind of what my life was going to look like. That when I began to seek the will of God, that he began to present me open doors and that all I had to do was walk through them one door after another 
and just trust that it was where he was leading me and to pray that if it wasn't where he wanted me, that he would close that door. And so there was so much goodness during this time, but I was so afraid that it would all be gone again like before, that the podcast would not be successful or that I would hate my new job or I would not make friends in the new city. There was just so much uncertainty. And now that things started to look up again and it was um, exciting because the podcast was doing well and I was absolutely loving it. And I felt so assured that this is what God wanted. And my job was a dream and I loved the people that I work with and I loved the clients that I had. And although the move to DC was hard, I recognized it as an opportunity to meet new people. And it's beautiful here and such a, a great place to be when I'm young. I, I didn't want to become too attached and I really held myself at a distance to all of it. Um, and, and I wouldn't say a good distance. I think it's important for us to be attached from the things that God has given us because he does have the freedom to take it away at any time. And, and not because out of spite, but because he knows what's best for us. Um, but I was so afraid that I didn't want to give myself and I began to hold back and I began to make excuses of why I shouldn't give my all or why I shouldn't pour everything that I have in this present moment to these things. Um, and what that translated to was that it just looked easier to let life happen to me than let God work for me or even to ask God for more. I began to just work with the bare minimum, see that as enough. Um, and that's not what God wants. God wants the greatest for us. He wants excellence. He wants us to pursue excellence. Um, and we aren't meant to just let life happen to us. As I mentioned earlier, when we pray bold prayers, we have to take bold action. And I just became afraid and that paralyzed me. But what I began to realize is that God was asking me to totally abandon everything that he'd given me and that he wanted to show me that he could bring freedom through that abandonment. And so over those years, I began to set aside expectations and while setting aside those expectations, still be expectant of God's goodness and take away the expectations that I had built up in my mind. And this is something I'm still learning. Um, but take away those expectations and put the expectation on God that he will provide in goodness, that he is a father who knows how to give good gifts when we ask him. So this brings me to knock. Knock and it will be open to you. So here I am learning how to abandon um, everything that I have. And as we've moved forward, we have asked that simple gesture of just making known our requests and then we go a step further with seek, of digging deeper. What is it that God wants from me? Beginning to seek that in our lives. And then knock. You knock when you want to be persistent. When someone is not answering, when you need them to answer. Um, and knocking is an action. And so as I just mentioned, we have to be bold in our actions. And what's so important to lead us to persistence is growing in recognition of our need. And so during this time of goodness and transition, I became, I became to really understand the great need that I had for God in my life. Now, this is something I had always known. I've always, I grew up Catholic um, in a very devout home. I knew that I needed God, but I think I always was in the mindset of asking and receiving, pushing God aside. 
asking, receiving, pushing God aside. And instead of asking, receiving, and saying, Lord, what else? What more do you want from me? What do you want me to do for this? And being in an active state of discernment of, okay, you've answered this prayer. Is this still what you want? What do you want next? Um, And so when we learn to recognize our needs, we begin to become more persistent in asking God for more, for asking for clarity, for seeking more of what his will is. And the beautiful thing is, is that God always wants to give us more than what we ask for, that his will is so much greater than ours. And I learned that it's so important to be detached from the outcomes. So I talked a little bit about expectations earlier and how it's important to set those aside while still being expectant of God. Um, And I think detachment comes by setting aside those expectations that when we learn to ask God for things, good things, um, we should be expectant that he will respond but we have to be detached from the outcome of his response. So what that means is that when we pray for something, we can't expect one single outcome. We need to be praying that God's will be done, which is really, really hard when we think we know what the best outcome is. And I'm not saying that your prayer should not be specific. I think absolutely ask God for anything and everything that is on your heart. But instead of seeing it as a way of, oh, my prayer is only going to be answered if he answers in this exact way. Recognize that any door that he opens, any door that he closed is an answered prayer. And when we become detached from the outcomes, we make ourselves more available to God, that we are there at the door knocking and we are expectant that he's going to answer. But what if we're at the door and we're knocking and we're not available? What if our eyes are wandering elsewhere or our heart is closed off to what's going to be behind the door? Then we're not able to fully receive and to see who's going to open the door for us. And we need to make sure that we are available when God opens the door. And so there's a couple of things that I think are really important when it comes to knocking. And the first one is to avoid distractions which is really, 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 really hard in the world that we live in today of just constant clutter and noise, Um, whether it's just busyness, whether it's schoolwork and clubs and responsibilities and even good things like Bible study. It's so easy to keep silence out of our lives because we're cluttering it with so many even good things. And I would say also we can be distracted by fear, specifically fear of inadequacy that When God asks bold things of us that we don't feel like we're good enough. I experienced this a lot with the podcast and just feeling inadequate. um, That it was easy to distract myself that when I felt like God was opening doors, I didn't always see them because I didn't necessarily see that I was worthy of walking through them. And so in order to avoid distraction, we need to make time for prayer. We need to make time for silence. We need to make time to learn and to hear God's voice. So we know what it is um, that he wants to give us when he opens that door. The second one is that we need to anticipate goodness, that we need to be expectant of God and that we need to learn his voice. So when he opens the door, we can greet him. And so this builds on avoiding distraction, that when we make time for silence, we come to learn God's voice more clearly and we come to see what the promptings of the Holy Spirit are. And so we can act in a way that is in correspondence to his will. 
And we have to anticipate that everything that God gives us is for our greater good. And that we have to expect that whatever he's taking away or giving us is because he has a greater plan in mind. Lastly, when it comes to knocking, (laughs) we have to make sure that we're knocking on the right door, which seems obvious, right? But how easy would it be to knock on a door waiting for God to open and being surprised when it's not him? And especially if we're distracted or not anticipating him to open the door, how easy it will be to open the door to the wrong thing and walk through anyways because we're not paying attention. And so I want to encourage you to be mindful of where you're searching for God that especially with our influencer culture, um, it's easy to be distracted and influenced by the things people say on social media, by the things authors or celebrities say, um, even just the words of your family and friends, that even good and holy advice is not the word of God, that take what people say and bring it back to him and ask him if that's what he wants for you, um, if it's inspired by him, and make sure that you're searching for God where he is, and that's through prayer, Um, whether it's prayer of the heart, whether it's the rosary, whether it's the liturgy of the hours, whether it's the Eucharist, um, search for God in places where you know he's going to be. So for everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. So I want to encourage you, ask God for what he desires for you and who he wants you to be. Seek his will and look for ways to go closer to him. Knock until the door is answered. Never give up and always be persistent. Now, this is so beautiful, and I just am so happy that Seek is the, is the theme um, and the name of the conference, because it really is a time to encounter the source of your heart's desires, that you are able to seek the will of God, and the more we come to know God, the more we come to know ourselves. And this is such a beautiful thing, because God created each of us with such unique gifts, passions, circumstances. Um, you name it. Each of us are uniquely distinct, and that's in order to serve a purpose in this world that is unique to us. And I think it's so tempting to look everywhere around us and for other people to tell us who we should be. And so often that leaves us feeling inadequate and unsure of ourselves. It makes us unsure of what we should ask. It makes us confused of what we're seeking. Um, And again, it makes us unsure that we're knocking on the right door. And so I wanted to share a quote um, from C.S. Lewis that a friend shared with me the other day that has really stuck with me ever since, um, because I think it really plays well into this idea that we have to be so focused on making sure that we're coming to God with trust and faith that he's a father that wants the greatest good for us. Um, And C.S. Lewis says it better than I could. So he says, I would rather be what God chose to make me than the most glorious creature that I could think of. For to have been born in God's thought and then made by God is the dearest, grandest, and most precious thing in all thinking. Again, that was C.S. Lewis. So why am I sharing this quote to end us out today? Because in everything that we ask for, everything that we seek, everywhere that we knock, we should be looking to God to show us more of who we are, 
because it's when we come to know him, we come to learn more of who we are and we're able to more perfectly live out his will. And we should seek what God has created us to be. That's what this conference is about. It's about asking him, Lord, what is it that you desire from my life? Where do you desire me to go? And how do you want me specifically to become a saint? Because we all have unique stories. He has unique plans for each of us that when we say yes, it creates a ripple effect. That your yes affects my yes. And that we we can't afford to not help each other get to heaven. And it also is in seeking God and living out who he created us to be, where we will find true fulfillment. That it's in living out our callings that we're able to feel the most ourselves, that we're able to feel the most fulfilled. That when I, I go back to how I was feeling before SLS, that that feeling of knowing that there's more, that I want to be great, that I want to do something great for God, that comes in living out our callings. For me, I feel most myself when I'm doing the podcast, when I'm bringing women together, when I'm leading Bible studies. But we have to be so careful because it's those moments when we feel most ourselves that the devil is going to attack the most. And that's where this quote comes in, that I want to remind you that you that we would rather be what God chose us to be than the most glorious creature that you could think of. Because what we think of for ourselves God dreams so much bigger for us and he, he desires so much more for us. And I think what the devil does is he brings us down and he says, no, 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 you can't do that. And the truth is, no, we can't do it, but God wants to do it through us. And so I want to encourage you, especially throughout this conference to ask God who he wants you to be and to seek that for your life um, and identify those, those things that make you feel most alive. When do you come most alive? What makes you feel like your fullest self? These are all questions that over the course of this conference, um, I encourage you to ask and I encourage you to seek consolation and the truth that God wants to reveal to you because this is the path to sainthood. This is the path to holiness. And keep knocking. If you're not sure um, where to knock, pray for inspiration, seek direction, and recognize that God reveals things slowly and more deeply over time. It is is years later from SLS 18. And this verse, as I said, is still a God wink, that this is something that came up in 2018 that God is still using to teach me in my life today, that I am still learning to ask, I'm still seeking his will, and that I have to continue to knock until that door is answered. Um, And I just want to encourage you on your journey that God will always come to meet you and that he desires to love you and to know you exactly as you are. So I pray that this conference is an opportunity to encounter him in that way. And please know that I will be praying for you um, throughout it. And I'm just so excited to know what God does in your life. So that being said, um, I would love to connect with you beyond just this podcast. We can connect first on Instagram. Um, My Instagram is at Caroline Rose Owens. And if you've listened to this, if you've gotten this far, please send me a DM. Um, I would love to hear how your experience at Seek has been. Um, Also happy to talk more about this. And I would also love if you would subscribe to the Shape Believe podcast. You can find it on Apple. You can find it on Spotify, wherever you listen. Um, 
the goal is to have weekly episodes um, which are just specified for women, but gentlemen, if you're listening, you can certainly listen to. We talk about everything from confidence to fashion to dating relationships, um, everything that we need to better live out our femininity, to better live out our call as Christians in the world. Um, and so it means so much if you guys were to describe, to subscribe. But that being said, it has been an absolute privilege and honor to talk with you today. And as we close out, I just want to leave you one more time with Matthew 7, 7, 11, so you can sit and reflect a little bit more on it. Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask? Don't be afraid to ask God for what you want. Seek his will and be persistent in knocking until he answers. May God bless you. Thanks for listening, friends. For more content from this podcast, click the link in the episode description. Join these podcasters and many others as we encounter Jesus at Seek 22, February 4th through the 6th. For more information and to register, visit seek.focus.org.